for everybody knows that quote. <laughs> oh my god, I can't everybody start. Everybody other than you. <laughs> I can't start. I don't think we could start the episode out like that, Nick, but whatever. Maybe people will forgive us. We'll figure it out. Yeah, okay. This week we're talking about Marvel, Marvel champions, champions, not DC champions. It's a card game. Yeah, it's a living card game. Legacy card game? Living card game. Living card game, yeah. They just call it the card game on here, but yeah. it's uh, from Fantasy Flight Games, so it's kind of the newest version of their like living card game system. Right. Uh, which was really popularized with Netrunner, mm-hmm. uh, which did really, really well, had a very long run. It's been around forever, Netrunner. Yeah. And I think well, it's it, gone now. Right, but but I think I, that was more of a licensing dispute than uh, we're going to end this game, though. If I recall, though, Netrunner had like multiple editions, though. It did. Where it got reworked and all yeah. the cards, like they remade the cards. Yep. With they like, sure did. rules. Um, uh, but then they also they've done like the Game of Thrones game too, which was also really popular for a long time. That also had two editions because I bought the it first did. one. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Rich always telling me about uh, how the game changed between the two. You couldn't even use the first edition stuff. No, anymore. it was yeah. a very different game. But this is a, a system that FFG's been working on for 10-plus years now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got a license to work with Marvel, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of folks that are into comic books, whether they're DC people or Marvel people, were pretty excited about this game. So I'm glad to see it out in the market, and I actually got to play it about a year ago Mm -hmm. before it uh, released at a couple of conventions for retailers, and I was really impressed with it at that point. Um, There's so many different parts to this game that make it interesting. Um, First of all, it's fully cooperative, so we get to play on a team, Tyler. Yeah. Cooperative games can be, uh, I think, tough to get right. Oh, yeah. Um, I know I've played a bunch that have varying levels of success. Yep. Some are great, some aren't. And they're good and bad for different reasons. I, I mean, it's, it's weird because I like to lump cooperative games into this, like, pile that says, like, oh, I'm, if somebody comes in and says, I'm looking for a cooperative game, and you can just hand them one based upon if it's good or not. Yeah. But the thing is, like, because the mechanics are so different in all these cooperative games, they're not always uh, applicable to every individual customer. Right. And there's a there's a wide variety of them too. Right. Like, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, just because you have a card based cooperative game doesn't mean that it's really that similar to another card based cooperative game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I really like how they did the villain mechanic in this one, where everybody it's I don't want to say similar to, but yeah, I'm not even gonna say it. But DC, the DC deck builder game. Yeah. Remember they had a. Uh, the crisis packs i think is what it was called right um and those turned the the uncooperative dc deck builder game into a cooperative form of the game yeah that was a good use of those packs now i wouldn't really call marvel champions similar to dc deck builder right no not at all yeah i'm I'm not super familiar with dc deck builder but it's i think important to distinguish the two because it's easy to see both of the games on a shelf and think oh they're similar like maybe they're the same game but with different universes yeah because the champions game is a true living card game whereas the dc deck builder is much more it's a deck builder it's it's a lot more like dominion or something like that it's it's more like ascension if i had to compare it yeah um but yeah i agree the the marvel champions uh what do you call it the 
the hero mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's cool. Um, because you the can villains. just... Well, you were talking about the yeah the villains and how they release, but uh, they're also releasing hero packs too. Yeah. So you can essentially get like a whole new hero deck in each pack from what I understand. Correct. So we didn't actually play with any of the new heroes. We just played the, what what, what did uh, Larry call it? The one box, the, the, the core base, box, the core box experience. Yeah. Because yeah. there's five heroes in the core box that you can choose from. Right, and it's a technically it's a one to four player game. So yep. you have an extra hero. You'll always be able to play it at least twice. Yeah. Uh, at least twice um, with a different hero. And I don't know. I think that the game felt really fun going through it, right? What did you think? You played more than me. You played twice. So I only got to play She-Hulk, and you played two different heroes. So I mean, I played like Iron two. Man twice, and then I played... Spidey okay. in the game that we played together. Mm-hmm. So the, the interesting thing about this game and where the living card game part of it comes in is in the deck construction piece because you will choose a hero, which will then have, I believe it's 15 cards that have to go into your deck. They're hero cards. Yeah, they're hero cards. that That's 15 of the 40 cards that are going to make up your deck. Right, but there are more hero cards than 15. So it's well, those. Or are you given 15 hero cards? No, there are 15. Okay. Period. Okay. Then you choose what they call, I believe it's an aspect, which could be anything from attack, defense, leadership. There's a bunch of them. But anyway, there are cards that, uh, it's a group of 20 cards, I believe, that then accentuate your hero cards. Mm-hmm. So really, in choosing those two things, you don't have to run all the aspects but honestly, every time that I've looked at building decks out of here, there's not usually more than like one or two cards that I wouldn't play out of the aspect. Mm-hmm. So if you look at you've got 15 and 20, so you have 35 of your 40 cards that are, for lack of better terms, like pre-selected. Mm-hmm. And then there's the base cards, of which there's three specific base cards that you can only run one of each in a deck. But they all provide two resources automatically rather than most cards only give you one resource. I think there are more than those specific cards too, right? There are. There's a lot more than that. But I feel like those three are almost automatic adds to your deck. Yeah. So I I actually... You very quickly get into the situation where like rather than having five to eight cards, five to ten cards, you're really having to choose, I'm using the air quotes, to finish building your deck... It's really, you pick a, your hero, you pick your aspect, maybe drop two or three cards out of your aspect, and then you've got maybe five cards that you're going to really be choosing. So the total amount of time it takes to go from sitting down with this box of stuff to actually playing the game is really, really mm. short for a deck builder. So it sounds like you're praising the like startup time and oh, the, yeah. the ease of... Uh, constructing a deck, yeah, and maybe and, playing with new players. And we talked with Larry about this because we actually played his copy. Mm-hmm. The fact that we hadn't ever played before. Uh, well, I had played, but two of the three people playing had never played before, had never seen this game. Right. We sat down, built decks, went through the rules, and within 45 minutes we're playing the game. Yeah, it, I think it only took us... Actually, the game took us a little bit longer than I expected. And with only three players, but at the same time, it's, we started very quickly. Yeah. And the rounds kind of flowed. Once we knew how everything worked, uh, people made some silly decisions, and I think that there were some like really funny discussions we had between, oh, yeah, yeah. between us. But that's part of the thing, though. Like yeah. it makes it, it makes it fun to play, right? 
Uh, but I think the box does say that it's like forty five minutes to an hour, right? Uh -huh. So, and we we went over that for the you know first time playing. But I actually think that that's a short, um, like a short guess on extended time. You don't think it's an accurate right of the time? To yeah, play. and yeah. it depends on the skill level of the players, right? And how many times they've played together and played yeah. their heroes, obviously. But just from that experience, if you actually have discussion. And you think, like, somebody's like, I want to do this, can you help me? Yeah. Or, uh, I'm going to do this, and then somebody's like, no, wait, I don't think that's a good idea because I have these cards. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have discussions like that it, and you disagree, <laughs> yeah. it can ex extend it can make the, play, the game longer. Yeah, yeah. extend the play experience. But, but yeah, the whole thing is, if, you've, if you play this game with a group of people that know how to play the game... Yeah, and everybody's firing on all cylinders. You can, can sit down quick. and be yeah. playing the game in like 20 minutes right, right? from having nothing planned. Right. And that's beautiful too, by the yeah. way, because that means if you have like a group that loves to play it week after week, you don't have to make plans all the time. You just bring your box yep. or boxes if you all have multiple uh, cores, then throw together that very day. Uh, actually, th that brings up a, um, an interesting concept too because in the core you were talking about how there's different aspects yep and larry didn't necessarily explain whether the aspects were unique like you could play protection and i couldn't i believe they are okay so that means even if you had multiple cores amongst all the players yeah you're still limited in uh i guess you call it deck construction based upon what everybody else is playing i mean you know what it may not be an official rule right but at the same time, because of how the game, just because of how the game plays out, right. I don't think you would really want to have more than one person on a single aspect. Right. Well, even to that extent, though, if you had the cards, technically you could play multiple heroes, right? I don't know if that's a rule or not. Maybe it is. But like, I would play... I'm pretty sure that's a rule. That, like, <laughs> you can't be running three Iron Men against, you right. know, nor would you want it, to. The only reason I bring that up is that we didn't discuss it really, and I found it quite interesting. But there are unique cards that you can only have one of in your deck. So right. why wouldn't they make a rule for the different archetypes and different characters? Probably exists. Yeah, I think it does. Okay. Also, why would you want to run like multiples of a character well, in a group? Well, it depends. I guess I guess I'm thinking about it from like a deck construction standpoint now. Because right. what if there are like certain cards or like more useful hero abilities or um, you sure. know like like maybe there's certain situations where you get into that. Because if you're playing with the same group and you're I don't want to call it co playing competitively because it's a cooperative game where you're yeah. trying to play against the game. Sure. But if you get into that mindset of like I want to do X, Y, and Z because uh, I want to have the coolest turns because uh, that's fun for me. Yeah. Then maybe you're like, I always want to play this person. And another person's like, well, I want to test that person, but I want to test them with like a different aspect right. because I don't normally do it and I right. only get a couple hours a week to play. So I could see that situation coming up where if there's a rule against that, maybe the game's not balanced for it or something. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting when when I first played it with some of the other managers from our store, mm -hmm. um, we talked about how, like, is this the kind of game where if you have people that are playing more casually and people that are, like, more net decking, mm -hmm. are they going to be able to play together or is that going to be, like, a contentious issue? Because hmm. you've seen this in other games where sure. you have people that are like, I got to play the best deck 
right now. Yeah. It's the only way to play the game. And then there's other people like, yeah, I'm just going to goof around, have some fun, try this thing out, and see what happens. I think it, that's a very interesting question, but because the product comes in a box yep. and you can just buy the box, you don't have to buy like singleton cards sure. to quote unquote yeah. net deck, then I don't think that that becomes an issue, especially um, as we discussed most of the powerful cards in the box, if you buy your own box, yeah. then you have enough to build like the best deck mm-hmm. if you want. And generally, you're going to use the best cards after playing. Over time, any player will gain mastery and understanding over things that make their deck better, their play experience better, right? Sure. So I think that that won't really be an issue if everybody buys one core. And if everybody's using one core as in like a group, because yeah. uh, maybe that's the way the game was made to be played or something, then uh, you're going to have those discussions as a group, I assume. Yeah, I mean, my my whole thought on it was that because it is a cooperative game, mm. you can be running the very best net-decked Iron Man setup that you could find, and I can be playing Spidey with leadership because right. I think that would be hilarious. right. And because the game's cooperative, it's not necessarily going to affect or negatively affect affect my play experience because I'm playing something goofy. I so that question is actually not quite easy to answer. I know I just kind of did yeah. in my top level experience, but um, I think that without knowing all the cards, yeah, it's hard to say because I didn't really feel like my character was ridiculously powerful, but I had big moments. Oh yeah. Um, the only time that I really felt like we kind of, like, did something really broken was when Bronson played, like, three Wakanda Forevers in one turn. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Which seemed a little funny, yeah. But but that's what that's something that, because I've played this game multiple times, I've found that every time I play it, you tend to have these situations, and it seems extremely thematic to me, where, like, one round, one player kind of, like, for lack of better terms, goes off and, like, has a crazy turn and mm. does a ton of stuff, right? Um, but then the other two players, the other two characters, maybe don't do as much and are kind of in this preparatory phase for their big turn. Right. So it kind of, you know, it goes around the table in terms yeah. of, like, who's having this huge turn that does a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, and I feel like that's sort of what they do in a lot of these movies where you've got a ton of superheroes where... One person gets highlighted for a little while, and then another person gets highlighted for a little while, and then another person gets highlighted for a little while. That's actually, like, super astute, and I didn't even think about it while we were playing. But now that I remember, uh, like, for instance, you kind of were more consistent, I think, out of all the players, because you had that, like, card that dealt just seven damage. Yep. So every time you drew that, you're like, I need to figure out how I can do this and, like, Gotta another do it, thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a couple turns that were cool, like... Uh, there's one when I did a whole bunch of stuff and then I played a card that transformed me and made me draw six more cards, cards yeah, yeah. up to my hand side and then I did a bunch more stuff so that was kind of a cool turn yep. but then I also had another turn where I just cast a big like Hulk smash yep. and I think it's called like Gamma smash yep. or something and dealt a whole bunch of damage oh, yeah. because I had to plan that up for the whole game so I had two big turns Bronson had like one really big turn that I remember but that like finished the game Right, if that if he didn't do that, we were gonna lose. Oh yeah, which is kind of cool. That like there was a very tense moment where we could lose that game. Very much so. Uh, I think it had to go kind of like perfectly for us too. Yeah. Uh, and then you had a bunch of like really consistent, I think, cool moments mm-hmm. too. So yeah, I didn't think about that, but it is kind of um, actiony. I don't know if actiony is even the right word to describe it. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with, uh, with the character She-Hulk. And you were saying uh, something about like playing Spider-Man with leadership, how that could be kind of like considered trolly. Yeah. But I don't think that the aspects are that far off from just being good all the time. Maybe some are better than others, but like I played protection She-Hulk, which yeah. is not really, She-Hulk's really aggressive, I suppose is the right. And yeah, protection's the opposite of that. Right, she does a lot of damage. But there was also cards in the production deck that let me do more attacks. Yep. So, and because she had like a high damage, I suppose you could quote unquote build a protection She-Hulk deck that utilized her basic obvious strength. Yeah. So that's something else. In the base box, you've got five heroes and I believe more than five aspects. So just there, you've got a huge number of combinations that you can try out and play. Sure. Um, and you can play this game single player. I think it's actually a lot harder to play single player. Just because when you have multiple players going up against a hero, because the we you know there's a huge thing we haven't even talked about yet. Mm -hmm. Because you have this whole... To win the game, you have to defeat the super or the villain. Right. But they are scheming against you, and the way that it's determined whether they attack you or scheme is based on if you are in your superhero form or your alter ego, mm -hmm. which may be one of the coolest parts of the game that we haven't talked about yet at all. Right. Um, and be, if you're playing single player, like you can dictate exactly what they're going to do, but it's it's really hard to consistently be putting damage on them while also taking away that clock of the schemes that they're working against you. When you have multiple players, you can have one person in superhero, one person in, in alter ego, and be working against both of those things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think that was actually something that Larry mentioned beforehand. He's like, you guys got to start doing this kind of guy. Oh, us. early in the game, we were not attacking the villain nearly enough. Well, I think that or was the We opposite. were attacking them a lot. Yeah. And they were scheming and pushing us way towards that clock. Right. Um, well, actually, the fact was we were attacking him and then he was attacking us back. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't uh, flipped into our alter ego forms enough. Right. Right. Yeah. At least that's the way I remember it. And in that case, uh, if you were just playing a single player game, I suppose it would be ridiculously hard to come back, but because the the difficulty, the health, and the, th I think it's called like threat yeah. um, of the schemes, because that scales, it multiplies for each player, Yeah. Um, then maybe it'd be easier because you could just pick a strategy, try that strategy, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, yeah. right? Uh, but with more players, it's almost like harder to manage the numbers because they're I don't, I, don't, I, think, I think they're exponential, right? Yeah, so the way that yeah. both the schemes and the health of the supervillain worker is it's a set number based on the number of players. It's so e It's X times N is the formula. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so if the supervillain has like eight health per player, then if you're playing single player, you only got to do eight damage to him. But if you have two players, you got to do 16. Right, and then their schemes have the same yep. threat number right. multiplication. Uh, which is awesome, by the way. I know that wasn't even the whole point of your like your awesome comment about the characters flipping over, but yeah. I think the fact that they have scaling difficulty like that makes the the numbers on the cards just work. Better. Yeah, very much so. 
uh, we didn't even really talk about like the numbers on the cards and like how you win the game other than that you got to defeat the villain but you got to defeat the villain and if they advance their scheme enough times that's how they win right and if you defeat the villain uh, normally there's more stuff that happens right it's not yeah. like you just beat them once you got to usually have to be at times. least two forms of them if not more right we fought what was his name the claw claw yeah the claw. so uh, not to be confused with uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles villain the claw right was there a claw? Yeah, that was the main guy. That was Shredder. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm terrible at Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he should have been called the Claw. I see the copyright I could problem there. See, yeah, I could see that, but yeah. not even close. That's all he ever did. He had that big claw, and he just chopped people up with it, if I recall. No, he had, like, Wolverine-type knives in his hands yeah. thing. Other known as a claw. Uh, okay, sure. I'll give you that one. That's who I thought it was the whole time when we were playing, so that's why I brought oh it up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, uh, did you want to talk about the components a little bit? I know that that's not really a big part of Marvel Champions, but there it are some... It isn't, but it is, too. Right. And I think it's one of those things, if they hadn't done the components right, you would have noticed. Mm -hmm. uh, but because they did... There, there's a lot of tokens, because, mm -hmm. you know, tokens are fun, right? Um, but there's also really cool dials that you use for tracking health of both the individual players mm -hmm. and the here or and the villain. But um, yeah, they they all are designed in a way that makes it feel very superhero comic-y. Right, and the the uh, condition cards that you can gain. Yeah, uh, they're not. They could have been tokens too, but the condition cards are nice. They look like a comic book effects, yeah. kind of like you're stunned. Yep. Uh, or you're tough. Yep. And they've got the little bubbles around them, and they also tell you exactly what they do. They're not just a word that you have to reference the book for. So it's really nice because those come up a lot, surprisingly. They do, yeah, a lot more often than you would think. Right. And uh, did we uh, did we have any other uh, characters that we wanted to talk about? Because I know you talked about how Spider-Man felt a little bit. I talked about how She-Hulk felt, but I didn't ever get your experience on like Iron Man. Iron Man's a lot of fun, too. He's a little goofy in that uh, early in the game, you tend to stay in alter ego form a lot mm -hmm. while you're, quote-unquote, assembling the suit. Yeah. Where you get, you know, your gloves, your boots, all that stuff. Once you have all that stuff assembled, he can do, like, mountains of damage in a single turn. Okay, so he's kind of like a build-up character. Definitely. That seemed like... But you spend a lot of that first part of the game just sort of, like, digging through your deck to find the right stuff. Right. Then all of a sudden you're like, nope. I'm Iron Man. I'm going to punch things. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of like what Black Panther was doing. Yeah. Like. Black Panther has to do the similar thing where he has to put together all okay. of his abilities, and then you Wakanda forever and just do a ton of stuff. Okay. So what I'm getting is that there's, like, I would say somewhat similar characters in terms of their play style. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. But they definitely do different things. Cool. Cool. So I do like that having played multiple characters they all feel a little bit different and you can build a hero with a specific aspect one way and i may build that same hero with the same aspect to do something slightly different mm -hmm. so there's just so much replayability right in the base box even and they've already come out with a couple of hero packs a couple of villain packs uh these scenario packs are pretty cool and that mm -hmm. you got some different uh villains you're gonna be going up against so I'm actually really excited about the future of this game, even. Yeah, cool. I'm really glad I got to play. Yeah. Uh, thanks for uh, playing with me, Nick, and thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah.